We're good? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Let's do this and make it go away as quickly as possible. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is just so bad. Okay. Star Wars. You and your children loved it. Now, the Earthlings at Kenner have asked my associate and me to present the Star Wars collection. Truly remarkable toys and games for your children. What are you so excited about now? My goodness, the Star Wars TIE Fighter and X-Wing Fighter. Now your children can relive our great space battles or collect our wonderful Star Wars companions with Kenner's Star Wars action figures. R2, it's a little you. Kenner's new radio-controlled R2-D2 anyone can command. Ah, the Star Wars land speeder that moves like it's floating. And here's Kenner's Death Star space station, four floors of action, a trash compactor too. Listen, R2, that's the Star Wars electronic laser battle, a game of speed, reflex, and reaction. These and other toys and games in Kenner's Star Wars collection are sold separately. Batteries are not included. May the force be with you and your children. and welcome to We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we watch movies we thought were cool, and in this case, we were very, very, very mistaken. Uh, so we're eventually going to be doing like a Star Wars day, where we do Star Wars, or Episode 4, and Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, and, and Raimi's going to be there, and Raimi's wife is going to jump in. So this is meant like as a supplemental. So we did the best episode of Star Wars, I think you'll agree, the greatest, the most epic, the one that is most memorable. Of course, I'm talking about the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> and we just lost 20 listeners. It it's, premi- <laughs> it's, it's opposite day. It premiered on the 17th of November, 1978. It was directed by Steve Binder and David Akomba. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing those right, but I'm sure they'd be happy if I didn't. Uh, <laughs> it was written by uh, Rob Warren, Bruce Valanche, Pat Proft, Leonard Rips, and Mitzi Welsh. This took that many people. See? Mm. More writers, less worst quality. movie. It really is working I'm out that way, you, isn't man. it? That's, that's, that's sad. So it is starring, um, and my condolences, Mark Hamill, <laughs> Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, the late Peter Mayhew, uh, James Earl Jones, and hey, B. Arthur, Dorothy from Golden Girls. Are you nervous because you haven't met Michael's fiance? No, Rose. I'm nervous because if Sonny Bono gets elected mayor of Palm Springs, he's going to make all the postmen wear leather bell bottoms and a fur vest. Art Carney, who I'm sure was freaking hilarious in 1946. Why should I let you listen? Because I can be more honest. It's more impersonal. A person don't look at himself like others see him. You remember Dickens? And Jefferson Starship. And was it Diane Carroll? Was that the, the Wookiee porn singer? Diane Carroll? Sure. Sure. Um, there's no TV rating, or there, there was no ratings for TV at the time. I mean, there are now, but back at the time, it was, I mean, this was made for kids, so general audiences, including the Wookiee porn, apparently. Um, 
Yeah, you're you're you're, you're crying. Please stop. <laughs> it's um yeah. I thought we were friends. Uh, yeah. So this is made on a budget of one million dollars, and my understanding is that its profit was just pure regret. <laughs> so a life lesson. Yeah, that's a that's yeah I. So I I was I, I was born in May of seventy five. So like. Two year, almost two years before Star Wars, and yes, I just call it Star Wars still. Um, when we were growing up, that was just it was Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. I mean, until there were prequels. I mean, at least that's what I always called it as a kid: Star Wars, the first movie, Episode Four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just mm-hmm. so I was two when Star Wars came out. I didn't see it in the theaters. I didn't see any of it in the theaters. I'm not at all bitter about that. Many decades later, no, not at all. But. <laughs> I'm sure I didn't see this on TV because I would have been, if this came out in 78, I would have been three and a half years old. Yeah, I would have been like five. So So you probably didn't see it either. No. You know, this thing sort of showed and then it went away because there is still goodness in the world. But then it sort of reappeared when when some dude found it on like a VHS tape and put it up on this old site, Google Video. Didn't, Didn't that just become YouTube? Like, wasn't that what Google Video became? I don't know. Or maybe YouTube bought think, Google uh, Video. Yeah, or... I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. There I'm was sure. there was a lot of takeovers. Yeah, but it appeared on Google Video, and it was sort of unknown until these guys who do riff tracks. <laughs> they're like the, the the Mystery Science Theater three thousand guys. They, I, I think, they still do riff tracks. Like I said, I think that business is still there, like twelve years later, and good for them. Where you'd buy, like, you'd find a movie they had done, let's say X Men, and you buy the X Men riff tracks, and it was just an MP three, and you would sync it up with your DVD, and it was just them making fun of the film. And so this was kind of a big deal because it was the first one for a video you couldn't buy. And they sort of cleverly pointed you towards Google Video so you could you <laughs> could watch it. And so I bought the Rift Tracks because I'd never heard of this thing. And there's part of me that wishes I I still hadn't heard of it. Me too. So that, that was my first time seeing it probably, about, I'm going to say, 12, 13 years ago. How did you first encounter this glorious thing? You. You. <laughs> you, 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 um, you posted a... I linked to it on, I think, probably Facebook. Yeah. Facebook, like every Christmas. Because I'm a, I'm and, a bastard. And at, at one point, I, I, I clicked on it, and, and then I couldn't look away. It, it's like all those gross videos you see on YouTube of popping this and draining that. and, and, and it, it's, it, it's worse than those. This is worse it's, than yeah. those. Because at least that is a healing process by draining goo out of your body. This is just... Yeah. This is not, this is not expelling. It's, like, well, it's, it's taking it in. Watching it's, the fire ants eat whatever that was yeah it's uh, uh, that the last youtube hole i went down was really awesome oh yeah i try to um, avoid those but, but um, this is at the bottom this of is worse like because it's, yeah. it's an hour and 40 minutes long yeah yeah it is i mean it's like joking aside this is fucking horrible it's so bad <laughs> it, it's just it's painful and for years like lucas fought to suppress this because it's so awful and it was like it was awful at the time like there's no good review of this in the papers and then someone, when it came out on you know, Google Video, said, I am not convinced that this isn't a sentient bag of cocaine. <laughs> no, or, written by, or written by a sentient bag of cocaine. That could explain it. Yeah, it's just, it's not even trippy in a way that you'd laugh at it. Like, it's, everything about this is bad. Like, even the animation, which is the, you know, I suppose the notable thing about this is the first, intru- it's the introduction of Boba Fett. You remember this came out in 78 yep. and uh, when did Empire come out? 80, I think. 
80, 81, well, something like I don't, that. I'd have, I think, I think I'd, have to, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, yeah. because 83 is Return of the Jedi. 82, I don't know, whatever. But this came out between Star Wars and Empire. Yeah. And uh, so this was the first the first time you see Boba Fett. Didn't they just call him Boba? Or do they eventually identify him as Boba Fett at the end, I think? And and this movie? Yeah. I don't know. By then, there, my You'd brains were dribbling out of my ears. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for a sharp object. Yeah. And, 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 and you were screaming, no, it's not worth it. And I kept saying, yes, it was. Curled up in the fetal position. <laughs> yeah. I'm crying now. The funny thing, like, it's so bad, it's become a joke. Remember we were saying yeah. um, when Star Wars was sort of vamped up again for uh, Force Awakens, they interviewed J.J. Abrams, and he jokingly said, you know, yeah, we got rid of all the extended universe, but don't worry, because the holiday special is still canon. And, of course, he was joking, because he, and he's, you know, he's a nerd, and he's aware of it just like we are. But in the meantime, they keep making references to this. Like, you haven't seen The Mandalorian yet. Not yet. Um, I, unfortunately, okay, sorry guys, I didn't like it. But in the first episode, there are two references to the holiday special when the one guy says, I've got to get home for Life Day. <laughs> and then the Mandalorian, uh, who they cleverly call Mando, that rifle on his back, mm. it's out of this cartoon. Yeah. I mean, they, they sort of juiced it up a bit and they made it cooler. It's a sniper rifle and a disintegration this and a taser that. Yeah, yeah but, but it's, it's, it's the same, the same thing. One, yeah. And it's just kind of funny that it's maybe it's one of the things I dislike about Star Wars. It's not that I don't dislike because I like Star Wars. I mean, I'm a Trekkie, but Star Wars is also my thing is yeah. a little bit. What drives me nuts about Star Wars is the way they they take nothing and make everything out of it. Yeah. Like at this point, like the Mandalorian, what pisses me off about it is that it's it's nothing but winking at the audience and including the holiday special references is like an extra special wink. Like, this is a wink not just for the people who've seen the movies. This is for a wink to, for the real hardcore fans who unfortunately have seen this. Though somewhere out there, I'm sure there's some Star Wars fan raging, going, I love this. What is your problem? The holiday special is awesome. But I, I choose to opt out. I choose to opt out, yeah. But it's just, you know, this they keep bringing this thing back. I think purposely because it is so epically awful. Yes. You know? Um so I'm guessing you didn't like it when you saw it, I think is what we're getting at here. Well, I, I, I no, not no. at all. Not, <laughs> zero. Why expand upon yeah, that? Yeah, just uh, B. Arthur uh, musical number was was something that I'll, I'll never be able to unsee. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah the Wookiee porn, there, there, sh- there should have been a warning. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said 80s boob, sort of, kind of. Sort of, but so. it, was, it was on the Grandpa Wookiee. It was yeah. <laughs> there was there were, there was Wookie porn. There was there was there was Wookie porn. Uh, like I said, the only thing worse than the Wookie porn is the knowledge that he's watching that Wookie porn in in the family room. room. <laughs> it's just he wonders why he turns it off and find he wonders why he turns it off and he's found that he's covered with a blanket. Um, <laughs> undo, undo. <laughs> there is no undo but you cannot unsee this C- control Z <laughs> it doesn't work that way I'm sorry I'm so sorry but yeah this like it's become almost a running joke like uh, there's a clip on the internet like on YouTube like of everything of course of Harrison Ford I'm sure it was it was either Jimmy Fallon or Conan or one of these guys and he brought it up and like 
you know, Harrison Ford gets this gloomy look on his face <laughs> and he's sort of like, like he doesn't want to, obviously it's a shtick. Oh yeah. Um, because at this point, do you think someone as successful and as good an actor as Harrison Ford gives a shit? Because every actor, every actor has that movie or that whatever in their background where they go, yeah, that really sucked. And you got to just laugh at it. You know, this one though is a particularly it's horrific. Particularly stinky. I mean, there's been a lot of, like in the eighties, there was a lot of this stuff that we often forget. Well, think about it. There was the cartoon Ewok Adventures. Wait. Which, by the way, I love. I think it's adorable. It's a kids' film. It's kids' cartoons. Huh. The Ewok. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I think it was just called the Ewoks. Yep. Pro- yeah, um, that yeah. seems. That seems. Familiar, yeah, yeah, and then and the other half hour was droids. Stepping softly in a danger zone. No weapon in my hand. Yeah. And those were neat because every season, which is really only about eight or nine episodes, yeah. was that. Remember that told a story where R two R two D two and C three PO hooked up with a different owner, quote-unquote. Right. And then it would lead them through a story, and then the next season he'd hook up with someone else. So there was those two cartoons, and there was two live-action television things like the Ewok Adventures. One of them had Wilford Brimley in it, remember that? And also that little girl with the headband. In a galaxy far, far away, a brother and sister search for their missing parents. How are we going to find them? We will. Don't worry. And fate leads them to the magical Ewoks. We... Help you. Now, a great adventure begins. I think I missed that one. And you are... They're better than these. Anything is better than these. A test pattern is better than these. Uh, the yeah. snow when the, when, the, when the station ended, transmission at three in the morning was better than these. But those were... Like, they tried again. Remember, this is 78. The, the Ewok things obviously came out after Jedi. But I guess there are people... Spam call. Chinese embassy after you? You know what? We should have played it because it would have been better than watching this <laughs> film. No, the Chinese embassy hasn't been after me in a while. Now it's uh, the IRS, apparently, which is good because I'm c- Canadian. Maybe they're after Andrew Shear. Well, uh, WestJet keeps offering me deals. Really? Yeah. Totally legit, I'm sure. They just need your credit abs- card. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're, we, were, we were reviewing your flight. Thanks for, thanks for flying with us. I'm like, uh... Sure. I haven't... I haven't flown WestJet in um, four years. Back to the anyway. movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you, Spam Caller, for taking with pain away for a few seconds. Yeah, but there was those two movies, and said, and of course, in the '90s, then they had the Clone Wars movie, which I saw. It wasn't. It hor- wasn't, wasn't totally horrific. I, I think I own it. Yeah. And then there was the cartoon. Yep. I never found any of those interesting. And there was Rebels, which I didn't like. The, the I kept Clone trying. Wars was better than Rebels. Was it okay? I just. Maybe because I just don't care. <laughs> like, it's just what <laughs> well, it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like Rebels, I kept trying. And yeah. I wound up seeing some scene where they brought in Ahsoka Katano or whatever her name is yeah. from Clone Wars. She showed up in Rebels and that was, I guess, neat. I saw that episode and they, they show you what happened to Darth Maul, which I thought was neat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you see him at the end of Solo, which is a, just, that movie was friggin' awful. I haven't seen it. Um, I'm not... In it's, a rush to. You know what? It, with with a few million dollars in CG to change the look of things, change a few names, you'd never know you weren't watching a generic space ice movie. Yeah. 
but none of their Star Wars stories have worked. Like Rogue One, I know people love it, but it's two different movies. Like they redid the third act and it's very different and you can see where they shifted from the original to the new mm. and it just didn't bother like connecting the two. Right. You seen Rogue One? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like she goes from I hate you, I hate you, you cost me the death of my father, I can't believe you rebels are such bastards. And yeah. in the very next scene, she's she's giving a, you know, the rebel council a, a pep talk. Yeah, there was there was no There was no flip. There's nothing. There's, yeah. Um because again, it was two different movies. So, you know, the the non Skywalker story, the non-episodes, don't have a good track record, though. Arguably, the prequel trilogy, I mean, those are a train wreck. Never happened. Never happened. Well, I mean, they did. That's the reality No, no, no. Yeah. They, nope. nope. I neither, actually tried, neither did this, by yeah, the way. Neither did this, yeah. Well, you know, in preparation for our Star Wars episode, I watched the prequel trilogy. I thought, let me just, because I hadn't seen them in forever. I thought, you know, I don't have a dog in this game. It's just Star Wars. One, yeah. Episode one, Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, uh, Attack of the... Uh, was it Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, I, I figured you know what it's been a long time because I saw those in theaters. Yep, I uh, saw Revenge of the Sith actually with uh, my brother-in-law and his brother-in-law. Oh, neat! I stood in line the whole time. It was pretty cool uh, for hours and hours, but it was neat. It was one of those things. You know, it was fun to oh, do. Yeah. I can't believe I did it with those two guys, but whatever. They're yeah, nice enough, and yeah. we had fun. They suck. Like they're bad. They're bad films. They're they're badly acted. They're badly written. Uh, they look terrible, and it's not just a matter of, well, CG's gotten better. They chose to do these essentially on green screen, and it shows. Yeah. A- and I don't think any matter of fixing it up, like if they went back and remastered them, and I'm sure Lucas is, I'm sure someone has him strapped to a gurney while he screams, let me go, let me go, I have to change something. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, they did change uh, episode four again for, I know. for uh, I know. Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Hand shot first. Yeah, I know, just get over it, guys. You know, they've never been able to recreate the lightning in a bottle that was those, you know, yeah. Star Wars, Empire, and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Well, they they, did, they, they, they tried with right. They, they tried with um, Force Awakens. I enjoyed that film. I watched it again recently. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. The, not great. The sequel trilogy is turning out better than the prequel. Yeah, you know why? Because Lucas isn't. Lucas is gone. Yeah. Lucas is gone, and that's and that's unfortunate because Lucas was this auteur filmmaker. I mean, if you've ever THX one one three eight, which was I think was his very first serious movie, it's not glorious. But as a concept from a young director, it's impressive. Yeah. And American Graffiti, listeners, if you haven't seen that, you got to watch that film. It is a great film. And he was well on his way to being this great auteur filmmaker. And then he made Star Wars, and it was meant to be just a one-off thing. Don't ever believe the mythology around, he had this great nine-episode plan. Bullshit. He put together a schlocky 1930s serial with a high budget. Though not that high, he did an impressive job with what he did. And I always wonder what would have happened if Lucas had stopped there and just gone on to make his next whatever. Like, he'd be one of the great filmmakers. I think, I think it was part of the... He was part of a good team, too. Like, Yes. Yeah. If he had been smart enough to check his ego enough to keep the people around him that he mm-hmm. needed, uh, I think things could have been different. Yeah. But I think part of the problem was he saw those dollar signs because he had the you know the rights to make them like he made all the profits off the toys because 20th century fox was thrilled they broke even at first yeah. i mean then it was an international sensation but at first they were hoping they'd make back their money like he published the novelization the star wars in advance of the movie coming out in the hopes to making a little bit of money right yeah 
And it actually still, I think they still call him Starkiller in the movie Luke, Scar- Luke Starkiller. No way. Well, they didn't change that until like the second day of filming. They had to redo a couple scenes. Oh. Yeah, it was Luke's, it was The Adventures of the Starkiller. It's the original name of it. The Star oh. Wars Adventures of the whatever. Huh. Like that. Neat. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. You're the Star Wars fan. Yeah, but not. You're not, uh, yeah, you're, you're not the, uh, you're not the king I of UFI. The, I have neither the time or energy to f- yeah, to you, follow the trails. You have, you have a kid. But you didn't have a kid for a long time. So yeah, but I also had t- sports and Oh, okay, fair enough. I was just seeing, yeah. See, I'm the king of UFI, useless fucking information. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> In the Calgary side of our unit, they used to call me the uh, UFI NCO. Nice. <laughs> it's like, go find, go find <clears throat> Farron. He'll, uh, he's yeah, probably no, got the answer sure. to that. Yeah, I'm, sorry, coach. I, I know I'm starting lineup, but uh, I didn't do my workout yesterday because I was Let's looking see. up Star Wars back. Well, that's perfectly... That's no it. problem. Yeah, come on in. Come on in. Yeah, exactly. No. This is an example of like Lucas at that point, I think had sort of tasted the marketing bug. There's so, I mean, he must have made, well, tens of millions of dollars off those Kenner toys. And look, I had oh, them, yeah. you had them and they yeah. were cool toys. Like they're re-releasing those shitty old action figures, but it isn't for kids. It's for you and me. <laughs> yeah. And let's be honest, that's what it is. But there's some cool stuff out there. I mean, behind me, I've got those Hot Wheels, you know, the TIE Fighter and whatnot. And there's some yep. cool looking stuff. And I've got a nice looking R2-D2 there finally. And... A xenomorph, which is another matter, but it's a crossover. Yeah, crossover. That's it. That's what would have made the holiday special better. No, a no, ze- a xenomorph would have killed them yes. all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. now, I'm, now I'm with you. Twenty quatlus to the first person who makes this fan film. Yeah, this this film was like he was making a ton of money. He was clearly in pre-production for Empire, and someone came to him and said, "I've got this idea," and he probably went, "Fuck, whatever, sure." But they obviously weren't far enough along because, as we noticed, in the filmed parts of it, all, like, Harrison Ford and all of them, they're all in their Star Wars uniforms or yeah. uh, costumes. Yeah. But in the in the animated bit, which was done by Nelvana, I think they're called, they're, they also did a really kick-ass movie I want to do at some point called Rock and Rule. Rock and Rule. Good band, hot music. The best of times. It could have lasted forever. It's the same art style. But in the cartoon, there's a lot of Empire stuff. Like, there's obviously, there's Boba Fett. But uh, Luke is in his Empire Strikes Back clothing. And then there's that one scene in the Falcon where Boba Fett escapes through that hatch at the top that you don't see until the very end of Empire when Lando hooks on the lanyard and goes off to save to, to, Yeah, they, they lower Luke through it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing either they were seeing dailies at that point, or it may not even have been filming. It may have been that he saw that they showed Nelvana like concept art or the storyboards. Yeah. But they um, had advanced knowledge for sure. Clearly, yeah. Um, but I don't think anyone, I don't think that clicked probably for anyone. Like this is one of these shows it came and it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to check what year. Um, Empire came out? Empire came out. What year did The Empire Strikes Back come out? Not you. The Empire Strikes Back was released globally on May 17th, 1980. There you go. So a couple years after this. So they weren't even filming yet. Or if they had, they were doing, like, they just started. But it's funny, like, we noticed that there's you know a couple scenes with Princess Leia and a couple with Luke. And there was just something off about them. Like, the makeup they had was oh. super thick. <laughs> and, and remember I said it's probably because they were using film makeup? Yeah. So... They may have just thrown this together very, very quickly for, you know, for the show. And it just film makeup and TV makeup are different. And so they look like they were, 
they looked like it was caked on. Like, yeah, it was very bad. It was very, very bad. But, which is surprising considering the quality of the rest of the show. Um, you're crying again. Stop. So let's go through this very, very, very quickly. Uh, it starts off, actually, the coolest thing, and I'm probably going to include this, is the toy commercial. That's the best part. That's the best part of it. Like those from Kenner, like those awesome toys that didn't look anything like the, the, the X-Wing was stubby and fat, if you remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the TIE fighter, remember the, the, uh, the, the, I don't know what you call them, the wings fall off. They explode because they assume the TIE fighter is going to lose. Um, <laughs> that, that was hilarious. I had friends who had that. I did not have that one. That was a neat one, though. Tie Fighter is the coolest looking. Oh, I love the I know, love the Tie Fighter. Uh, what I love is Star is Star Wars geeks going. Oh, it means twin ion engine. No, it's shaped like a bow tie, and the X wing is called an X wing because it's an X, and the Y wing is called a Y wing because it looks like, like a, a y. y. Yeah, it's like get over it, guys. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the Tie Fighter is a kick-ass looking thing. And so you see that, and they show the Death Star. I've seen that toy. I had a friend who had the Death Star no. set. Like that was it was cool as heck. It oh was, man, it was really cool. I. I was always weird, though. I could never play action figures with other people. I always felt self-conscious. But on my own, I could play for hours. Mm. But he had all this stuff. I mean, they had they were super into Star Wars, and their parents were very happy to just buy them everything. Whereas my parents would rather I've gone outside, which... <laughs> show them <laughs> I stayed them, in. Yeah, yeah. I, I was into G.I. Joe is really what it was. Star Wars, by that point, had been sort of displaced in my life by Star Trek. Yeah. And G.I. Joe. And by the way, those cartoons don't hold up. But that's another matter. So it's a really cool Star Wars toy commercial. But that's what made Lucas the Empire it was. Like yeah. Lucasfilm. Was these with these toys. It wasn't the movie. And then we get to see uh, some great scenes uh, clipped right out of episode four. Well, and they're, they're good scenes. I like I like this part. Yeah, the, the chase. The, 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 the Falcon and the... And, yeah. the, and the and the star, the star destroyer, yeah. right out of right out of the escape from Tatooine. These are good parts. Yeah, and then we get to see uh, Chewie and Han in the the Falcon's uh, cockpit, saying, "I'll get you home for life, day, buddy. Don't you worry. You're my best friend." Oh fuck <sighs> off! Yeah, like right off the bat, these Harrison Ford famously on the set of Star Wars said, "George, you can write this crap, but you can't expect us to say it and take it seriously, or something to that." It was, "You can write this crap, but because." If you've ever watched, like if you've sat down recently and listened to episode four, it's badly written. Like the the dialogue ain't great. It got much better in the other films, so they got better writers. But here it's just a step or 17 down. That's it. I'm turning back. I know your family's waiting. I know it's an important day. Give it a try. I'll set your coordinates. You won't jump far. I'll get you back there in time, pal. Trust me. You know this was two days out of Harrison Ford's life, and he got a paycheck for it. But like you said, he was one step away from going back to carpentry Yeah. when this came out. Because at that point, he had American Graffiti. He had Star Wars. He had not yet done Raiders. The Raiders came out in 80 or 81. Yeah. He was not yet he a thing. He wasn't huge yet. He, yeah. he could very easily have disappeared back in... I mean, okay, that's not true. At this point, Star Wars had taken off and, and there was going to be a trilogy and everyone knew it. But he could have... If Star Wars had been a one-off, he might never have recovered. Like, his career might simply have gone back to nothing. Yeah. So, when they told him, yeah, Harrison, we need to report to the set of CBS. We're going to film a couple scenes. You're going to play Han Solo. Just suck it up and read the script. Like, what, what choice did he have, right? Okie dokie. Yeah. And then we get to see the Star Wars special, where the, the uh, titles of which look like they were made for a TV special. 
There's no crawl. No crawl or anything. And then we get to see on Kashak or Kashik, depending on which bad pronunciation you want to go with. They're, they, they're, they're both in the movie. They're both in the movie, or they're both in the show, yeah. In other words, the Wookiee home planet. We get to see Wookiee has a wife and a kid, and the kid's name is... Uh, itchy. itchy. It's yeah. still, better, still better than his wife's name. Lumpy or Wumpy? Lumpy. Is it Lumpy or Wumpy? With an L. With I've, an L. I've, Lumpy? I've, I've looked in the end credits. It's, it's, it's an L. Lumpy. Mm-hmm. That's what you call a girl to make her love you, Lumpy. But, uh, she really loves him. There's a lot of a lot of pining for for Chewie. For Chewie in there, going yeah. On here. Uh, and also Grandpa, who we've discovered looks like the alien hybrid from Alien Resurrection, yes. with more fur. But don't worry, because we don't see much of him except when he's watching his. Watch, w- well, Wookie, he, Wookie he, he yells at Itchy when he's disrespecting his mom at the beginning. That's true. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> But, oh my God, like these, these Wookiee costumes were made on a budget of $20. Remember, this whole thing, I mean, despite that, I mean, we laugh at it, but there's one big set. There's a bunch of little sets, which I'm sure were sort of cobbled together from whatever. But there's a lot of costume work in here. There's a lot of actors in this. There's some special effects. None of it's good. But there's some music made for it, like variations on the Star Wars themes. And this whole thing was made for a million bucks. I can tell. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, it's not a lot of money, but they did a lot with very, very little. Like, as an example, the original Star Trek pilot, like the cage, Mm. was made for $600,000. That was an insane amount of money for a TV pilot in the 60s. Mm. For slightly less than twice that, they made this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, anyway... We watch this whole scene, and if you'll notice, this scene goes on for like 10 minutes. There's no... Is that all? It's just... Yes, yeah, is that all? <laughs> it felt like more. Uh, and it's all just growling. Like, But you, like you, just, you said, you know what's going on. The kid is... He wants to steal a cookie. The kid wants to do this. Mom wants him to take out the garbage. The old man is screaming, don't just disrespect your mom. And there's no subtitles. No, it, well, he didn't really need them. Yeah. You, you could tell. Yeah. And then he watches a hologram of circus acrobat. Um, yeah, tumblers yeah. and dancers. and Yeah. yeah it's, now, what does this have to do with Star Wars? Glad you asked. So the next scene <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> the, ne- the next scene is... Uh, what is the next thing that happens? Oh, right. We get to see the, the, that one scene with um, uh, uh, Mark Hamill... Who yeah. apparently had had his makeup put on by a a mortician, a four year old. Have you ever gone up to the, like the casket and it's like, oh yeah, that's a lot oh, of makeup, dude. Open caskets, yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, that exactly. level. It, yeah. it really is like that. Only with with more uh, more eye makeup. Yes, yeah, like you could see the mascara. It was or not the mascara, the eyeliner. Yeah, and I get it. You like I've been on stage. It's like a quarter inch wide. Yeah, like you you need eyeliner. So yeah, I've had I've had stage makeup on. It includes you're caked like crazy, and you know all your wrinkles have to be drawn in in black because from a distance it just looks normal. Yeah. But here they have the wrong type of makeup on, and I'm noticing actually it's on everyone because if you notice a few scenes over there, that imperial whatever he is with Art Carney, he's got the same problem. Yeah. Six pounds of makeup on, and essentially this scene is is Luke Skywalker inexplicably in his flight suit with R two D two. Uh, fixing an engine because you always wear your full flight gear in his uncle's shop. I'm not sure that's what it's meant to be. 
It might not be, but it's... It certainly, um, you have that feeling, right? But it's, you're right. The flight suit isn't appropriate. Yeah. But, hey, it's something that you'll identify him in. Yeah. Remember, they only, it's clear they only had access to the Star Wars costumes. Though it occurs to me, in the final scene, in the throne room scene, he's wearing... Oh, yeah. He, he is, is actually, so the, we're wrong. jacket, yeah. He is wearing the jacket that he wears in Empire. Yeah. The jacket and the boots and the... Yeah, so, so that is the one thing from... Star Wars, so they, they would have gotten it from him. And as you right. notice, they stole the throne room music at the end. They of, sure they did. They sure did, yeah. And Chewie uh, still doesn't get a medal. Bastards. It's racism. It's pure racism, I'm telling you. But yeah, they're saying, oh, Han hasn't shown up for uh, Life Day. And and Itchy says, oh, well, he'll get here. Well, like, I left yeah, on time. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's bad. Bad, bad, bad. Um, but in the end, the engine explodes in that the uh, smoke machine starts to, to, to function. You know, and it's just... Oh dear God! And what was next? All oh, right, then they tune into another channel, and it's some intergalactic trader named Art Carney. Now, no one listening to this is probably knows anything about Art Carney other than they've heard the name. He was a hilarious comedian in like the forties, wasn't he? In the Honeymooners. Jackie Gleason, the Honeymooners, with the stars Art Carney. Wasn't he the the guy next door? He's that kind of old. Like they dug this guy out of retirement to be in this, and he probably said, "Sure, it's a paycheck. I haven't been on TV in a while," but he's still doing like through the whole show. Art Carney does this his shtick, which was probably freaking hilarious in 1952, but in 1978, I think probably lost some of its punch, and in 2019, I gotta say, not so much. I couldn't tell it was a bit. Yeah, see, I know it's a bit because I, I recognize, I recognize this stuff. But yeah, it's he, the, the fat trader. If you're watching this on YouTube, and I'm I'm sorry if you have, but the fat trader, he is a laugh. -a, he's a laugh a second type of vaudeville comedian. Everything he did is a shtick, and you're supposed to laugh at it. Oh, excuse me. I, I missed, yeah, I missed that. You missed that, did you? Yeah, you're not poor for it. And yeah, so he's some sort of slimy trader who. It's clear they just threw together a bunch of shells, put a bunch of crap on it, and it's it's just dumb. Like, it's just some imperial whatever comes in and says, I'll take this. Oh, will you pay for that or trade for that? No, I said, I'll take this. Oh, and, and I guess that's supposed to be uh -oh. funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm here to be your straight man. Yeah. And then the next thing is uh, oh. Lumpy watching oh. Julia Childs. And if oh. you remember, you've seen Hilarious House of Frightenstein, oh, yeah. right? At Griselda the Cook. <laughs> oh, hi! I'm Griselda! Body beautiful? <laughs> It's that kind of over-the-top, ha-ha, this-is-funny fake cooking show. But here, instead of being a witch who cooks, here the thing is she's an alien with four hands. And as the standard gag goes, the other two hands are controlled by a guy behind you, and he can't see what he's doing, so it becomes... Like, you know, the whole idea is to have the other set of hands make you eat and drink, and you're going to wind up spilling on yourself because he can't see. Mm, and that's... Bork, bork, bork. Yeah, it, it, it's it's the gag. Yeah, it's it's right out of the Muppets or anything like that. And it's just, it's fucking bad. And then there's another quick Han Solo scene. And those are all the same. How was I supposed to know we got here? We'll get you home for Life Day. I didn't know we were going to wind up in an Imperial Convoy. Oh, the jump went wrong. The, the jump, yeah, like it's, it's 30 seconds of random 
the Falcon is in trouble. Now move on to the next segment. Like, it's just, I promise you this was all filmed in a day. All those cockpit scenes were done in a day, uh, followed by what I assume is a lot of drinking. I'm just guessing. Followed. God, we're 37 minutes into this. Mm-hmm. Someone is screaming, please make it end. So let's hurry through this. Um, then there's, oh, there's the... the, there's the... The, the, the trader comes to visit. The trader comes to visit, brings, brings uh, the... Life Day gifts. Yep. And one of them is uh, Wookiee porn. Yep. And that's Diane Carroll, who was the first black female to receive a Tony Award. Well done. Notable. Uh, and then she did this. So Sorry. her career is not a perfect upward so, climb. Pe- peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. Yeah, peaks yeah. and valleys. That's the closest we get to an 80s boob. Mostly because she doesn't have a strap the, on the one. the Wookiee porn. Yeah. The Wookiee porn. <laughs> I know you're searching for me. Searching, searching. I am here. My voice is for you alone. I am found in your eyes only. I exist for you. I am in your mind as you create me. Oh, yes. Yeah, so next is... uh, Keep going. um, is there's, there's there's another one of those hey where's Han scene but this time it's with C3PO and Princess Leia who again apparently had her makeup done uh, by a mortician with a splatter gun with a splatter gun or again a mortician it's just it's it's so noticeable how bad the makeup is and I don't even remember what they said in there and do you, did you care because I, I don't care did you no no not, okay so, no, so we'll not, move on not even a little um, and then what happens oh right Remember, the whole setup to this is that the Empire has blockaded the planet and they're searching door-to-door for rebel activity. And now there are two officers and two stormtroopers who, it drove me freaking nuts, are holding their guns right and wrong, depending how you look at it. <laughs> like, if they're stormtroopers, they should be holding the pistol and then underneath. But as much as people obsess over the different weaponry in Star Wars, it's all like World War II era props that were repurposed. Like Han Solo's pistol is... Uh, a German pistol from the First World War. You can see it if you look it up. And the uh, the guns for the the stormtroopers, I think they're called grease guns, with a side loaded magazine. So you hold the gun one hand with the pistol grip, or like with the yeah one hand with the pistol grip, and the other on the side with the uh, with the magazine. Because if you held it by the barrel, well, you'd burn your hands yeah. off. So that's how you you held it. And they just took a bunch of those, took out the magazine, slapped on a bunch of other crap, and it became a stormtrooper gun. Um, I mean, they slowly change them over time, and the ones the First Order have, I think, are really cool, just because I like the white in them, if nothing mm. else. These these are not. These are not them. These are these are not them. Uh, and so these guys are walking around. Because these extras probably walk, you know, they may have just done a Star War, or a, a World War II film. Hey, you, come here. Yeah, exactly. They had no clue, so they held them the way they thought. So, But it looks so stupid. <laughs> you're, you're about the right height for a stormtrooper. Yeah. What, it's funny. It's like, are you telling me these two guys didn't watch the movie? I, mean, I guess you couldn't watch it on VHS, so you couldn't... Because if you were going to play a Stormtrooper in Star Wars, I presume you'd sit down and watch the other films just to say, okay, where am I starting? Unless you were just some some random guy. Some random dude. Hey, like, you, come here, put this on. Oh, yeah, okay. No, I'm supposed to be down the hall for the other for the Bob Hope Christmas special. Yeah, yeah, he's got plenty of guys. Come here. Yeah, he'll be fine. We, we need you. Uh, and so they go around, and they spend a lot of time tearing up the joint. Well, there is one male missing from the household. That's right, that's right. This, hmm, I wonder who it this, is. This household... Contains two adult males, one adult female, and a and child. A child yeah, male. I wonder where he is. In the meantime, 
they start going through all the gifts that uh, Art Carney, the international trader Mo or whatever, has <laughs> brought them. And the other one, it looks like, I swear it looked like a sewing machine or something, but it displays Jefferson Starship. Why did they choose the rock group Jefferson Starship? I'm guessing because Jefferson Starship has the word Starship. Well, they, they did turn them purple. They did turn them purple. Because, which is good, because when we saw the, him singing in profile, he looked like he was singing into a dildo. Like, yeah, it was, like it was, it was an adult toy. And, and then when you look at them from the front, they, it's all glowy and you can't see anything. And it, when I say things are glowy, I mean they cranked up the contrast on the film editing. Like, if you, remember the old TVs, you could screw with the color? Yeah. And if you cranked it way too high, things just glowed? Yeah. That's what they did here. And it's, a, it's not even a good Jefferson Starship song. No. Which is really too bad, but... And, and once again, it goes too long. Yeah, everything here goes too long. Every scene is twice as long as yeah. it should be. And then the kid looks at his gift, and he's watching a cartoon, which is the only notable thing here. Yeah. Because there's two references in The Mandalorian to this show. One of them is, again, the reference to Life Day, and the yeah. other is the gun. This cartoon, which is bad, like the, the, the way they drew the face for Han Solo is grotesque. Yeah, um, Lu- the, Luke ain't the, any better. All the faces were wrong. Yeah, but this is the the whole idea is that what was it? Um, some medallion. What is it? The Falcon has a medallion on it, and it causes Han Solo to pass out. You know, the Imperial sleeping well, it's, virus. It's it's rebel propaganda. Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah it's the because the kid had to s- switch it to video game mode before right. the before the guy the um whoever that was Imperial came over to yeah. see what it, what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, uh, whatever. They, they bump into Boba Fett. And yeah. He introduces himself as Boba, who hates the Empire, until R2-D2, who has a floating head. That's a weird one. No, I was... Sorry, sorry, C-3PO has a floating head in this one, attached by a cord or something. I don't know, it was really, well, the, really weird. The black, the black tur- turtleneck was he actually had on underneath the C-3PO costume. Yeah, but we never saw that but, in a... In this cartoon, that was all there was. was yeah, and his head floats. Six foot and, long black turtleneck. Yeah. The neat thing was is that he's not flying an X-wing, Luke. And he's flying a Y-wing. That's how he's able to bring C-3PO in the pi- in the co-pilot seat, and of course and have R2. R2 and, in the- and they beat Boba Fett, and we learn he's his Darth Vader's right hand man, which isn't strictly true, but whatever. Like, again, this is proof that they had been shown something, something from from Empire Strikes Back. So they drew on Boba Fett. Yeah. It's a different voice actor than... I, I just happen to know because I looked that up. Mm. Uh, you know, Boba Fett looks more or less as he does, like a crudely drawn yep. version. The gun you see that the Mandalorian has, we see that here with the zapper end to it, and it's a laser gun on the other end and something like that, and he uses it to control a creature. Yeah, it's just a it's shitty just drawing. The, uh, yeah, it's it's the same... It's bad, it's bad art, and we're watching a really low-res version of this. Like, this is not crisp and clear because... The, the version that's out there is like a copy of a copy of a copy of a VHS recording that was made in 1978. That some monster unleashed upon, a, upon the, world. the world. Hey, I, I recently digitized my bar mitzvah video, so... It's still better. Not by much. Mm, I, 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 I see in it. I, yeah, I know. I'd still, I'd still watch that again. Instead of this? Before this, yeah. Did you watch the bar mitzvah video? Seriously? Some of it, yeah. I'm curious. Are I've you, never seen it. Are you I've very never bored? Seen a... Do you have, like... Do you need another kid to keep you busy? Because, no. Like, <laughs> you're done now? You're f- I thought we were friends. We are. <laughs> That's why I watched your apartments. I've never seen one before. I was and curious. St- you still haven't because it's shit. And anyway. I will never, ever, ever complain about my confirmation ever yeah. again. <laughs> so the cartoon is weird and it, it's... 
uh, I don't know. The whole point is to introduce Boba Fett. Okay. The problem is they introduce him wrong. They introduce him as Darth Vader's right-hand man. He's not. He's a bounty hunter. Well, that's what 3PO called him. Darth Vader called him the best bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. You're right. I hadn't thought about that. I, maybe I just was hallucinating at that point. But, you know, this is where I sort of... Uh, I can yeah, see it. Yeah, this is where I go back to The Mandalorian, and I, I don't like it. I've seen... I watched... I forced myself to watch the third episode last night just because I figured, let's see if it gets any better in preparation for this because The Mandalorian does sort of hook into this in its own way. Right. Because it's, a you know, the introduction of The Mandalorians. And it's actually worse because it's all about The Mandalorians as a race and how, you know, have you ever had your helmet removed or removed it yourself? No. Then you are not a coward. Wait, what? Like, this is like... How do you brush your teeth? Well, yeah. It's just, in the meantime, the first time we see uh, Jango Fett, he takes his helmet off an awful lot. And he's an actual Mandalorian, not a clone like Boba Fett is. And in the cartoons, they're... I know. I know. They're they're the clones. I mean, it's just... This is... Boba Fett is the perfect example of why I dislike Star Wars as a, a media marketing empire. Yeah. He has three lines in two movies. Three or four lines. That's it. He's barely in either of them. His death is treated as a joke, remember? <laughs> it's, it's an actual bit of physical comedy where blind Han Solo jabs his... his uh, Team Rocket. His rocket, again. yeah. Sma- oh, smashes into the side of the, yeah. of the skiff, falls into the, into the Sarlacc pit, and a Sarlacc burps. That's, <laughs> not in the, that's not from the special edition. That's no, in the that's, original. No, that's like, legit. Yep. So his, his death is the punchline of a joke. And yet, all this mythology has ramped up around a tertiary character who had a cool looking costume. He's got good armor. It's cool, but... And a, and a kick-ass gun. But again, that's not enough to build what Star Wars as an empire has built around him and what, because the fans have demanded it. Remember, The Mandalorian as a show happened because the Boba Fett movie was cancelled. Yeah. I would rather have seen the movie because that would have been interesting. Watching young Boba Fett grow up to be the most dangerous, you know, the, the most effective bounty hunter in the galaxy. Right. That would have been interesting. But like I said, the Mandalorian is just the perfect example of what I don't like about Star Wars. Is just that it's all about marketing. Oh, the kids love this guy, and it's really kind of frustrating. But he has more dialogue in this cartoon than he does in, in, in the three movies he's in. He has more dialogue here. Yes. Which is sad. So then we go back to. I don't know, uh, Chewie's home, and we get to see another video, which is the kid putting together a... A transmitter. Transmitter, it's a home, watching... It's a, a transmitter kid. Yeah, uh, and he's watching a, an instruction video, and this is a guy from, what would you say, the Carol Burnett show? Yeah. I think, yeah. And he's playing a robot that malfunctions, and... Yeah, it's... Again, it's more it's, shtick. It's more vaudeville shtick, yeah. And, and then you look and you go, come on, like, none of this is funny. And then, what happened after that? Oh, yeah, the best scene in the movie. The very best scene in the movie, the Gloria, B. Arthur, who would become Dorothy in The Golden Girls, plays the bartender and the owner of, I don't think it's meant to be the Cantina, or is it the Cantina on Tatooine? I believe it's the... Yeah, because it's the same... It's the uh, same character, the same regulars. Yeah, the same regulars and the same band playing the same goddamn song. You ever see the movie Paul? No. Okay, that is worth seeing for all the sci-fi references in it. And at one point, Paul plays like a gray alien who's on the run with uh, these two idiots following. Um, he's hiding with these two idiots in a camper. It's a great film. And at one point, the two guys go into a honky-tonk bar. <laughs> and if you're listening carefully, the band <laughs> is playing the cantina song, but with a country twang to it. <laughs> and... 
And when I watched it in the theaters and that came up, every so often someone would go, oh, and, and people would look at him and then someone else, oh my God, like it, it was clicking slowly but surely for everyone. Cool. And, and it was funny because you could tell who the, the sci-fi, like the sci-fi geeks in the audience were. Yeah. And who were the tag-along boyfriends or girlfriends going, what are you laughing at? Why is this funny? Yeah, because it was just, they don't make a big deal out of it. It's just, that's the music that's playing. So here it's the same people playing the same goddamn song. And this is where she learns that Tatooine has been put under a curfew and she has to close. And there's a... Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend. Okay, so yeah, this, this song is just... It's, she's a good singer. Like, there's two musical numbers in here. Well, three. Diane Carroll, Tony Award winner. B. Arthur. I don't think she's ever won awards for singing, but clearly she's got she the suck. skill. She's better than I am. Well, she's better than I am, but then so is a, a dying muskrat under the wheel of a car. So, not that I've ever heard oh, that. Oh, we went but to I'm the guessing. same singing school. Yeah, excellent. Um, and then, of course, at the end, there's there's Carrie Fisher who sings. And she's, again... She doesn't suck either. Well, also, look at the family she comes from. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, she sings well. I'm shocked. But the music is so painful. It's just, oh, it's it's just bad. And it goes too long again. Yeah, yeah, the song... Every scene goes too long. Yeah, this is the whole thing where some guy shows up and he's trying to hit on her and he's got his big yuck-yuck joke is that he's got a hole in the top of his head and that's where he drinks from. Isn't that funny? Um, Not when it rains. Yeah, it's... <laughs> that's the best, the, best joke, <laughs> the best joke we've seen this morning. I'm sorry. It's just, it's bad. Like, like this, this show, this scene just... What is this, 10-minute long scene? You know this reminds me of? Like SNL in the 90s, I remember like they'd have a bad idea for a skit, and then it would go on for 10 minutes. They made a joke out of that on The Simpsons where uh, Krusty the Clown goes on, and the joke is it's the big ear family, and they're wearing these huge foam yeah. ears, and the first joke falls flat, and he goes, Ugh, we got 12 more minutes of this. That's what SNL was like at the time, and that's what all of these bits feel like. Do you remember talking about Shaggy Dog stories a few yeah, episodes sh ago? Yeah, Shaggy Dog stories. This whole freaking movie is a Shaggy Dog yeah, story. Yeah, sh reminder to our listeners, a Shaggy Dog story is a silly, winding, endless goddamn story that ends in a very bad joke. The joke was, I just wasted 20 minutes of your time. Yeah. Um, like, there's the episode of um, G.I. Joe called The Viper is Coming. And that whole episode is a shaggy dog story of some guy who calls up G.I. Joe and said, this is the Viper. I am coming. And every day he calls back, top floor. And turns out at the end, it's this little old guy. Um, I am the Viper. I have come to vipe your windows. Like, it's, it's a 25-minute it's a shaggy dog story. It's a campfire skit at... A camp for kids. Yeah. It's brutal. And, and every scene here. And so finally it ends with... with uh, Chewy and Han showing up, and if you notice, there's not actually any violence because it's for kids, so they don't throw them over the side. Because anyone who's seen episode three knows what Kashyyyk looks like it's all treetop, Ewoki type houses. They don't throw the stormtrooper over the side, he trips and falls to his and the worst wood. built guardrail for a tree dwelling society ever. ever. After the kid climbed on it, so it's like, oh, that's that's probably what happened to it. He weakened it, yeah. It's awful. And then we see the cult scene with everyone in their red robes. I the, kept the, waiting. The life day the ceremony. The life, life, life yeah. day ceremony. Yeah, everyone yeah. in their red robes. I, I waited for them 
to drag some poor stormtrooper out, you know, tied to something, and they were going to sacrifice him. Kalima! Sadly, that doesn't happen. And then Carrie Fisher sings, again, in her mortician's makeup. Yep, once Uh, again, good voice, bad song. Yeah, and it's just... And then we see Chewbacca staring off into the distance, and he's thinking about, well, clips from Star Wars to remind you that, no, no, really, Star Wars is good, I'm sorry. That's the best part of the movie. Yeah, is the clips from Star Wars. Oh, the Falcon flew past. I like that. Oh, it's over. And then they're back in the house and... With their silly... With their silly snow globes with lights in them. It's like they sent some guy to the local Christmas shop to buy a bunch of snow globes, emptied them out, and jammed a couple of Christmas lights in them. Like, they're that bad. Yep. And that's the show. So, you've now seen it twice. Did you like it more the second time than the first? No. No? The first time I fast-forwarded, kind of... (laughs) Here, you had to watch the whole thing. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So, believe it or not, this is a bonus episode, because we really hate our listeners. We want fewer of them, and this is your... No. Uh, (laughs) I did did that for you guys. (laughs) This is punishment for for not recommending us to your friends. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my own like solo edition of this, where I'm gonna go through scene by scene. It's gonna be a six-hour podcast. It'll be the first podcast to get negative listener account. Like people will see this and like unsubscribe just based on the title. But uh, I'll stand by with the AED. Yeah, clear. <laughs> yeah, no, it's he's th- lost the will to live. Yeah, I, I lost that after we watched this. This is an hour and thirty-eight minutes. Because they took out the commercials, unfortunately. I think that would have made more yeah. fun. Uh, that would make this more fun because at least they're amusing commercials. They're, for me. they're fun ads. They're, yeah. uh, they're, you know, it's a historical thing, right? This is, I think, the, the perfect example of like Star Wars marketing gone bad. Sure, whatever. Let's just do that. Like they mm-hmm. made fun of that in Spaceballs. You know, Spaceballs, the toilet paper, and Spaceballs, the drink, and they were mocking Star Wars, and this proved they deserved it because the marketing was like just anything with Star Wars on it. Remember when Phantom Menace came out and freaking everything? Oh. Everything. Coke cans and Doritos bags and everything had one of the characters on it. I, I couldn't buy anything. Yeah. I mean, it's not much better, like especially with Avengers. Oh, God. But they're not nearly as bad as they used to be because Disney, I think, has figured out it starts to look schlocky. Yes. So they're ratcheting down Step a bit. Step back a little, guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you look at the toys now for the new Star Wars film, like, they're awesome. Have you seen the Sith Trooper? No. He's like... Those are the Black Series Stormtroopers. Yeah. They are awesome. They have the Sith Trooper. That's from the new movie. Yeah. Essentially, it's a red armor Ooh. for these guys who serve the Emperor, which well, the Emperor's back. You saw well, the trailer. I've seen the, no, I haven't. Okay, we'll watch that in a second. I, I, I live under a rock on the moon. Well, we'll, we'll um, watch the trailer in a second, but you don't but see But it's the, like the, the, the Emperor or the Emperor's Honor Guard. Right, yeah, except that this is Stormtrooper armor. I think the idea is that these are the guys who have been hanging out on the rim with the emperor, with the emperor all these decades, waiting for a chance to come oh, back. Oh, scene, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of cool toys out there. They've gotten better, and this is kind of the low point. Like they, even they tried again in the '80s with again droids. I thought was a cool cartoon. Ewoks was a cool cartoon. I think not yep, glorious. Yeah, that's the one. They're um, all right. They're all right. They were kids' cartoons. Yep. But they were fun, and they weren't groaningly bad. No, they fit right in with all the other cartoons. Yeah, but they're cute. Like there's a to- those, those totally hold up. You could show those to a kid and they would like those. But then they did the two live action ones, the Ewok adventure ones, and people sort of laugh at them, but the quality ain't that bad because I think they looked at this and went, Oh no, we gotta, we gotta ramp it up. And one of them has like Wilford Brimley in it. And I just watched him in the thing last weekend. That's a great film. You never seen the thing. Oh, it's one of the shape shifting creatures. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good film. I do that, but I know you don't like uh, horror, but uh, it's a good film, but anyway. Yeah. So 
This so is kind of a little. I don't mind sci-fi. Oh, okay. Well, horror. We'll do... I, it's just the um, like the poltergeist and the Elm Street. And like, Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I tried watching Elm Street. I thought we'd do it, but it sucks. It's yeah, um, they're they're boring. There's nothing there. Yeah, but this is also boring, and there's plenty there, and that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's just too much. it's bad. So, on that, let's let's end it. Any last thoughts? A scale of one to five. Yeah. What do you get this? What do you give this? Um, negative forty-two. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 right there w- with you. Okay, and well, we'll I, end it. Ah, we'll see, end I did. There was. Okay. Yeah. It's, One point for the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, but those are clips from the movie. True. Okay. But it was the only thing that saved me. All right. And the knowledge that it would be over soon. Yes. Due to increased activity among subversive forces, we are placing a curfew on the entire Tatooine system effective immediately. All inhabitants will return to their homes at once. This order will remain in effect until further notice.